Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where OP shows his landlady his rock hard dong. Our next Reddit post is from Sean. So once upon a time, I was living in a not legal basement apartment of an old Hungarian woman's house. I was poor. The place was cheaper than what was around, so I took it. How bad could it be? The Hungarian lady was horrific. At first, she was an okay landlady, but then things started to turn. First, I noticed that things were off when I got home from work. You ever get that feeling that someone is in your room? That. So I asked her if she'd been in my room, and she denied it. So I set up a hidden camera, and I caught her on camera. I asked her again, and she denied it, saying that she would never go into my apartment without telling me. Then I showed her the video, and she got mad at me. I worked night shifts, and one time she came in during the day when I was asleep in there. I was in bed, naked under the sheets. I woke up when she came in and I asked, can I help you? She said no and left. After that, she would call me lazy boy when she saw me, assuming that I didn't work since it was at night. Things kept getting worse. She would sometimes shut off the water when she thought I was using too much, or when I refused to share my Wi-Fi password with her other tenant. Finally, one night I had some friends over for a birthday. There were six of us in total. It was around 11pm, and trust me when I say that we weren't being loud at all. We were literally just hanging out, eating cheesecake, talking, and laughing. She came into my apartment and started yelling that I was having a loud party with too many people in the middle of the night. She actually came and grabbed my shirt, telling me that everyone had to leave. Oh, hell no. That was it. So I pushed her off of me and the cops were called. That Monday, she left a really poorly written eviction notice on my door. Seriously, it was handwritten. She told me to be out by Saturday by midnight. Here's the malicious compliance. By 11.59pm that Saturday, I had all my stuff in the U-Haul. My friends and I were just working on backing up the trash and other stuff for the dump when she came in and yelled at me that it was past midnight. No problem. I got up and left. I left a huge pile of junk in the bedroom and storage room. Easily two pickup trucks worth of junk that I wasn't taking. She actually called my father, who was my emergency contact on my application, to tell me that it cost her 400 bucks to haul it all away and that I owed her money. My dad just blocked her number. The end. Bonus story, she showed the apartment to potential tenants when I was still living there. She didn't tell me. So when she leads two strangers into my apartment in the middle of the day, waking me up, I stood up, fully naked. I was at full staff, too. I told them that I wouldn't rent from her again if it was the last apartment in town. The couple quickly left. <laughs> Down in the comments, Hugh says, Way to stand up for yourself. And OP replies, I'd say that it really boned her plants. Almanac replies, and then you stiffed her on the trash haul. I love it. Our next Reddit post is from Smock. A few years ago, my wife was working under an emergency medical services worker in our local township. She got home from work one night after a long day and posted a picture of herself holding an unopened beer and saying, I needed this. It's important to note that in the picture, you could tell the beer was still unopened. A few minutes after she posted her picture, a major storm decided to suddenly roll through. My wife, being the good employee that she was, called her supervisor and asked if he needed help. He said, No, you can't come in. You posted a picture of yourself drinking alcohol. She objected that she never even opened the can, and any idiot could see that, but he wouldn't relent. He said something about how it could be construed wrong. 
fast forward a couple of weeks. It had been a stupidly busy day for her, and when she finally got home, she ran over to the shelf that we had a bottle of whiskey on, literally tossed me her phone and said, Quick, take a picture of me drinking this. The cap was obviously still on the bottle, but she tipped it up like she was drinking it and she posted online as soon as I gave the phone back. Her boss called her 10 minutes later and said, We need you to come back in. We're short-staffed tonight. She said, Sorry, boss. I can't. I've been drinking. Check online. He tried to object that the cap was still on and she said, But the last time that I posted a picture like this, you wouldn't let me come in because you said that it would set the wrong precedent. I wouldn't want to do that to you. Our next Reddit post is from 19NotMe73. I used to own a wing joint. Nothing fancy, but a good selection of wing flavors and beer. Inevitably, we would have people come in and order suicide wings. I like super spicy foods, so these were really hot. About 5-10% to of those people would always joke, These aren't that hot. Can't you do better? One of my best regulars, a dentist who fancied himself a gardener, decided to help us out and planted a ghost pepper bush. At the time, this was the hottest pepper in the world, and he would bring us some of his peppers. Also, he would intentionally underwater the bush so that his peppers would be as hot as they could possibly be. When he would bring us the peppers, I would grind them up, seeds and all, into a nice paste, which I would then combine with our suicide sauce. I would then set that sauce aside for when our spicy wing connoisseurs would show up and complain about the suicide sauce not being hot enough. When customers would ask for my spiciest wing, I would serve them one deathhead wing. I felt like that was a fitting name. I would make them wear gloves to eat it to prevent capsaicin burns on their skin. I would specifically warn them about the heat they were about to get into, trying to dissuade them from eating this culinary monstrosity. Every single time we got through this warning, the customer would view this as some kind of insult to their manhood, and they absolutely couldn't be stopped from eating this wing. So they ate it. The fun thing about capsaicin oil is that it can often take a few seconds to kick in. Usually, just enough time for the person to scarf down the wing and start to smugly tell us how it wasn't that hot. And then the heat would begin, and once it started, it was relentless. The wing was free, but the cup of milk after was 20 bucks. I never had a single person ask for a second wing. Down in the comments, we have this story from Curmudgeon. This isn't exactly a hot wing story, but I thought that it would fit in here. When I was in college, a friend of mine got a job working at a farm where, among other things, they were growing some pretty hot peppers. One morning, he was tasked to pick some of the peppers. The person he worked for warned him that once you start picking these peppers, don't rub your nose and face until you've washed your hands. My friend was very careful not to rub his nose or face while he was picking the peppers. At lunchtime, he went to a nearby office so he could eat his lunch. Because he'd been out in the hot sun picking peppers, he first went to the men's room to relieve himself of some of the water he'd been drinking all morning. No one told him that he should also wash his hands thoroughly before he urinated. (laughs) He ended up having to explain to HR why the office receptionist heard him shrieking. And when she went into the men's room in a panic thinking that he'd hurt himself, his pants were down and he had his Mr. Happy in the sink frantically trying to wash it off. Then we have another similar story from Cool Nesmic. My family owned a restaurant, and our wings were a really big deal. We made wing sauce differently than every other place. We had mild sauce, hot sauce, and that was it. Our hot sauce would probably just qualify as a medium hot at most other places, because we would just crush up some red pepper flakes and coat the wing with them, and then put the sauce on for those who wanted it extra spicy. 
Well, in walks a regular customer who always complains that the wings aren't spicy enough, to the point that he would tease my dad for the baby spice wings. Well, I'd recently gotten a bottle of Mad Dog Pure Capsaicin to use for our chili, just to add a little heat and not affect the flavor. This stuff only required a couple of drops to kick up the heat for a 5-gallon batch of chili. So the customer asks, are you going to make my wings spicy this time? So, my dad went all out on the crushed pepper sauce and then put two drops of this mad dog on each wing. I'm pretty sure the wings took on a bluish color until everything mixed together and then he sent them out. Now, it's important to note that this was a to-go order. About 20 minutes later, I get a call from this guy who sounds like he's in serious pain asking for my dad. I put my dad on the phone and it turns out that it was the same customer. The wings were so spicy that he wanted to know what was in them and if he should call poison control or go to the hospital. We told him if he drinks milk and has ice cream it should dissipate, but he'll be feeling it for a bit. One good thing to come of this though is that he never asked for extra spicy wings again. Also, if he thought this burned going in, just wait until it comes out. Interestingly, milk and ice cream also works for that end of your body too. So beneath that, I'm going to read a comment from Forever Ambergris. I'd like an ice cream, please. What flavor? Doesn't matter. It's for my ass. Our next Reddit post is from SD Beer Guy. This happened when I was 16 years old and just got my driver's license. My parents had me run to the store to pick up some groceries. I stopped by my friend's house on the way back home for maybe five minutes to show him my license and then I was out driving alone. It was a really fun moment in my life for a 16-year-old. My stepmom, Mary Ann, freaked out. We did not give you permission to drive to Bill's house. We told you to go to the store and that is all. I told Marianne and my dad that they let me drive to another friend's house the day before, so I didn't think that it was a big deal. They became unreasonable and set up an unbending rule that led to my malicious compliance. You are not allowed to drive anywhere that we don't give you explicit permission for you to drive. Period. End of sentence. Just because you were allowed to do it previously doesn't ever give you permission to do it another time. Ever. Fast forward three days later. My 13-year-old stepsister has been a jerk to me all day, and I'm sick of her BS. She goes quiet for about 30 minutes and then comes out all sticky sweet. Hey OP, it's time to take me to ballet. I had been taking my stepsister to ballet three days a week since I got my license. It's basically one of my chores. But I see my opportunity to say screw you to all three of them at once. Sorry, Tina, but I'm not allowed to take you to ballet. The parents didn't tell me to take you, and I don't want to get in trouble. She screams, she cries, she begs, she threatens. She calls her mom and leaves a message. She calls my dad and leaves a message. I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to hang on to the bitter end and actually go through with it. I'm shaking, but I know that I've got them dead to rights. There's no call back from the parents, and the clock goes on past the start of her class. My stepmom comes home and Tina runs to meet her. Tina, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be at ballet. I hear Tina tell her version of the story, leaving out how bratty she'd been. They go back and forth. Marianne comes pounding down the hall and yells, Just wait until your father gets home. I had to stifle a laugh because I never really believed that people actually said that. An hour later, dad comes home, and the two of them go running out to meet him and tell him how horrible I was. I wait in my room for the hammer to fall. About ten minutes later, my dad comes down the hall. Brian, would you please come out here and talk to us? I came out, and my dad said, Well, Brian, you did it. What do you mean, dad? 
You got us all, and there's absolutely nothing that we can do about it. Okay, let's make this reasonable for everyone. And they did. They agreed that they were over the top. They recognized that Tina isn't always very nice to me, and they spoke to her about that. I was allowed to have reasonable freedom if I was driving somewhere, since I had good grades and had never been in trouble. I walked down the hall to my room, my back to my parents, with the world's biggest grin on my face. Our next Reddit post is from Weasel Cannon. So my first job was a server at a very popular 24-hour breakfast diner. We had lots of colorful customers. One morning I'm serving a woman sitting by herself. I ask her what I can get her and she says that she'd like an omelet. We have a list of pre-built omelets or you can just build your own, so I ask her how she'd like her omelet. Just a regular omelet, please, she tells me. Okay, so you don't want any of our signature omelets? What would you like inside of yours, I ask. Nothing, just a regular omelet, she replies with a huff. I pause for a second, because this order does occur, but not often. Some people like their eggs scrambled and cooked, then rolled up. So, you'd like an omelet with nothing inside? Yes, a plain omelet! She snapped at me, now irritated that I questioned her order several times. So, I entered the order, a five-egg omelet with no fillings and no toppings. A few minutes later, the food comes out, and she's appalled. What is this? Your plain omelet, I reply. But where's the cheese, or the ham, or the onions? Ma'am, you ordered an omelet with nothing inside. She gets cocky and says, An omelet is eggs rolled up with ham, cheese, and onions. Everything else is extra. You should know this working at a breakfast place. I look at her deadpan and inform her, Actually, ma'am, omelet is French for scrambled eggs that are fried and then rolled or folded. Everything else is extra. I'm busy, so I walk off and help other colorful customers. Meanwhile, she flags down a manager to complain, who confirms what I told her, and points out that in the menu there is very specifically a ham, cheese, and onion omelet with a large picture in the middle of the page. Then the manager tells her that she has to reorder her meal and wait a second time. She did not leave a tip. I wouldn't worry about it, OP. She sounds like the type of customer who wouldn't have left a tip anyways. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.